Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure. Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. If you're planning a meeting, conference, or special event in Missoula, consider the Wingate by Wyndham. Our event space is comfortable and flexible. Whether you need an intimate boardroom meeting or a conference war 100, Missoula's Wingate is the perfect fit. Our audio-visual equipment, upgraded internet, and flexible food and beverage policies allow you to put on an impressive show without breaking the bank. Call us at Missoula's Wingate, where we make you feel at home when you're not. Ty Gregorek. Ty, how are you, man? Great to see you. I'm doing great, guys. Thanks for having me. Well, we're certainly happy to, to have you here. And uh, obviously, there's so much uh, that, that there is to talk about about this game. And you obviously have a very unique perspective on it uh, from, from what a lot of people have and an insider perspective that no one else has. But when you look at this game Saturday, this one coming up, what do you see these two teams meeting as top 10 you know, teams in the country? And I mean, I couldn't be more excited about this football game in general. Well, I think you're one of... A million. Yes, yes. yes. One of a million. That's what my mom's always said about me, by the way. (laughs) We got got just over a million people in this big, beautiful state, and uh, everybody's fired up for it. It's it's set up quite nicely for the 119th brawl, and uh, both teams are playing at a high, high level. Like you said, both in the top ten, they... uh, They've taken care of business uh, in November, which is what yeah. both coaches always preach and talk about. And, and uh, the games they remember are definitely played in November. And, and both both teams have set this thing up to be one heck of a finale. And I say finale, you know, it's the end of the regular season. But both have put themselves in position to keep playing ball after Saturday, which is awesome. I think that's the best part about this specific game is last couple of years, Sometimes when you have a chance to make your season by winning the Cat Grizz game in, in what has otherwise been a disappointing season, like Montana State in 2016, where you get to deny the opposite side, there's a lot of juice that comes from that. But also, I think that just for the people of this state, it's great because this game is for all the marbles, but also they're both going to be playing a week afterwards. So, um, I mean, it's interesting, though. This is, the first, I guess, the second time the two teams have been ranked in the top ten simultaneously going into this game. 2011, the last time. I know you were coaching at Montana at that time. And the parallels between that game and this game are somewhat similar. You're talking about second year under Robin Flugrad, second year under Bobby Houck, fifth year under Rob Ash, fourth year under Jeff Choate. You know, the Cats, 
for a moment in time, had kind of been the favorite, and they'd won the previous year. But then a supercharged Montana team, so much momentum come into that game, and they go into Bozeman. They beat the number one team in the country. I think that the, the parallels kind of stop at the kickoff for this game, but there is so many parallels, especially you could even compare personnel. I mean, Caleb McSurdy, Dante Olson. You know, back and forth, there's a lot of different parallels. But we led with the 2011 game. What do you remember about that game? Because that was a game where the, both teams were really juiced up. I mean, that was the first time the Cats have been number one in the country since 1978. So uh, it was definitely a powerhouse game where big-time ramifications on in the playoff picture as well. Oh, no question. It was a, it, it was a great day. Um you know, to take down the number one team in the country at the time was was awesome. I mean, uh, you know, they, we both had good teams. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, I keep reading about how 2009 was the last Big Sky championship for Montana. And, and make no mistake, that 2011 team was very, very good. Right. And we were very close to making it back to, at then, uh, then it was Chattanooga. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we had to go down to Sam Houston State and... Um, you know, a lot of things started unfolding in in this town. Um, but yeah, it was a great day. I mean, Den- Denarius uh, still kind of ribs me about uh, our, our corner blitz. Still, I think gives him nightmares. He, <laughs> he wakes he wakes up in a cold in a cold sweat because I don't know how many times we called it and we we connected a few times. I think one was for a safety mm-hmm. slash fumble. I mean, we we hit him pretty good down in uh, the one end zone there, away from the blockhouse, and and uh, it was just, it was a remarkable day. We took care of business. You know, it's uh, it, to win the game is awesome. To win on the road, there, there's just something e- even kind of sweeter. So it, w- it was a fantastic day. From that perspective, there's only been two home teams this decade that have won at home: 2014 Grizz, 2017 Bobcats. Otherwise, Cats are four and one on the road in this game in the last ten years, and the Grizz are three and one. Is, is that just a coincidence, or is there anything you can point to? Is there more pressure on the home team? Nah, no, I think it's just kind of the way the cookie crumbled each time, and it's you know it's an interesting series, you know, and the uh, obviously the the record is 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 dramatically um, in favor of Montana. The streak didn't help the record, you know. Totally. Th- th- those sixteen years um, from what was it eighty six to two thousand two? Does yep. that sound right? Yep. Um, that really, you know, that really um, made made it much more dramatic. Because when you when you look at since 2002, uh, obviously we had a good run um, in Bobby's first go around. You know, we I was thinking I was thinking on the way over here. It's kind of crazy to think uh, just the, there's the teams that I got to be a part of. We lost two of the first three, right? In in three and five when Kramer had it rolling. Yeah, you know mm-hmm. Travis Lule and Travis Lule was such a fantastic quarterback and, and player, and they had some good teams. You know, but then I was fortunate enough to be a part of teams that won. 11 of the next or um, yeah 11 of the next 12 mm-hmm. you know so so it's just it's it's interesting and then you know s- since 2010 when montana came here or i'm sorry when montana state came to missoula in 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 i wasn't here but i, I heard it was just a crazy cold day crazy cold they, they broke out the the uniforms that i would imagine we'll probably never see again <laughs> uh the black and orange <laughs> yeah. you know and then and then lost and and guys like chase reynolds who who's one of the great running backs that, that this place has, has had and he had a tough day especially as they got closer to the goal line the way i remember it and and and, and coughed up the ball a couple times and and so you know this decade you know from 2010 to what's soon to be 2020 this game's kind of big in terms of the the series and, and how it's going to split. Well, I said that on our Brickside Breakdown podcast yesterday. You can go check that out, SkylineSportsMT.com. Nice. Seamless. When you talk about the Big Sky Conference era, Big Sky Conference founded in 1963. The Cats won 17 of the first 23. The Grizz then win 16 straight. And then it's been 9-8 to eight in favor of the Grizz since then. So 
you talk about long streaks both sides, but actually in the modern era, it's 31-25 Grizz. Hmm. And that is, that to me, is a great, healthy, sweet rivalry. There's a lot of unhealthy parts outside of the rivalry, but on the playing field, it's been really back and forth, especially these last 20 years. I think this, in terms of competitiveness on both sides, this is probably the golden age of this rivalry, the last probably 15 matchups. Well, I think I think uh, everybody likes to say, throw the records out, right? I mean, just throw the records out. It's, it's going to be a fantastic day, and both teams are playing such great football right now. The defenses of both teams, I think, are playing really, really well. Uh, Montana's uh, Montana State's offense has has been starting to click just a little bit these last few few weeks. And I think you know, like I said, both defenses are playing playing really, really well. To to watch Montana State go down to UC Davis, especially getting that quarterback back, they've been playing fantastic. Um, I got to watch the the Weber State game in Weber State. Uh, you know, the job that Jay Hill has done. I mean, they, they've kind of been the physical bullies on the block the yeah. last three, four years. And he, we, all, we all saw who, who the most physical team was uh, on Saturday. And, and um, that was a huge, huge win. Great, great win by both programs leading into this week. Ty Gregorak in studio with us, former uh, defensive coach for the Montana Grizzlies and Montana State Bobcats. And Ty, you alluded to the fact that your record in this game is very good, something like 80%, something like that, in terms of uh, being on the right side with the in terms of the winning team. But I'm wondering this, it, this game means everything every year, but also it the dynamics of it shift. This is a top 10 matchup. Both these teams are going to the playoffs. Last year was to go to the playoffs at all, so there's different weight on that. Is there added pressure to Montana because they've lost three straight years coming into this? I don't think so. I, I think that the easy answer would be yes. That's uh, why I asked it. I'm just here for <laughs> sure, these, just seeing sure. them up. No, I, I think that, um, you, you know, to have that first week off, Okay, in terms of the playoffs, yeah, is such an advantage, and, and I know that both coaches have probably, probably not this week, but but in months prior, and maybe not even the last two or three months, but but you know, starting when they when the boys come back in January, you, you, you know, obviously you want to fight for a Big Sky Championship. That's that's what every every team wants to compete for because if you know you win. Uh, the Big Sky, you get the automatic bid. If you don't win the Big Sky and you're in the first uh, or the top two or three, you're going to get in. I mean, yeah. just, our, our con- the, the conference is too... Uh, it, it's funny to hear people... In fact, my grandpa and I would just kind of... get Not an argument, but a conversation about how weak the conference is. And it's like, <laughs> okay, Pop, we got four teams in the top... I think it, the last time I talked to him, I think that we had four teams in the top 10 or... T- top prob- eight this week. Probably yeah. 12. Yeah, I mean, it's just... It, it's, it's a pretty good conference. And when you have 13 teams, you could have a really strong conference and a really weak conference all at the same time, right? right. The, you know, the, the, the problem is you've got some teams down the line that, that, that have really struggled, you know, and, and, and it's too bad. But, you know, that's, you look at a lot of conferences, and that's the way it is. That's life. Um, it, it's it's going to be an interesting, interesting Saturday. The weather's supposed to be great. You know, we've had some, <laughs> some of the coldest days yeah. uh, uh, in the brawls, and, and, you know, we've had some fantastic days. It's supposed to be about 44 degrees and, and mostly sunny, and, uh, you know, so it, it's, it's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be a really, it's going to be interesting to watch it, uh, just as a fan, um, most likely on, on my television, which is great. Um, but yeah, it's you know I'm 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 going to take my uh, my son Jax to Naranchi on Friday and, and go nice. watch go watch the first uh, uh, Montana State Championship uh, since I've been in Montana, which would be a lot of fun. You know, it never could before because we're you know either you know we're, we're preparing for the the day after, and, and so 
Um, I'm going to go watch some good football on, on Friday night and then just watch a bunch of good football, one in particular on Saturday. I can't tell you how many times I've interviewed you in my career and in your career, but we wanted to have you in here more as an analyst, an expert, a guy that knows football, because you're kind of in the media a little bit now, too, working at Root. So I, I do want to ask you that from a personal level, though. You, you spent so much time on the sidelines in college football, whether it's as a player or as a coach. Watching the game from a non-participatory angle, what's that like? Um, yeah, and, and I've tried to watch every uh, uh, Grizz and Bobcat game this year that I could. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I didn't get to, I really, really wanted to do one uh, or more uh, mm-hmm. for Root. Uh, I got to, I got to do three games for Root. I'm not going to uh, do the brawl. I found that out. Um, I don't even know what today is Tuesday. Uh, so I, I found that out yesterday or, the, or Sunday night, I guess, um, which would have been fun. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's interesting to watch for sure. I mean, and, and like we all know, um, you know, the two stadiums here in Montana are great. I mean, there's really not a bad seat in the house. But it's pretty fun to watch it on a nice HD TV yeah. and oh, man. <laughs> not, not not wait in a line to go use the restroom. And yeah. if you want something cold, you can walk ten feet to your fridge. And and it's been fun. I mean, it's just you, you can watch the uh, you know watch the game as a fan, and it's it's been interesting for sure. But but it has been fun. I mean, uh, you know, er, early in the fall, we, we had we had Saturday uh, flag football games, and and those finally were done and then we went to Tuesdays I think and um, so it's just been fun to watch a lot of college football it's been fun to watch pro football you know I mean uh, you know as a college football coach you really don't get to watch a ton of pro football because Sundays are your you know you you usually get Sunday morning or or partially Sunday mornings off then you come in and you start preparing for for the next week so you know it's a huge preparation day and you know maybe monday nights late you get to watch the last part of monday night football or uh thursday nights usually in the coaches world kind of date night and and you know since the nfl started doing thursday night games you might get to watch some but it's it's been fun just getting to watch all levels of football like i said i've taken my boy to go watch bozeman high we've watched high school ball i've got to see some college ball uh, di- didn't get to make a pro game, but shoot, the pro still got a bunch of t- season left. Maybe, maybe we'll try to swing over to Seattle or Denver, and, and I, I don't know. It's just been, it's been it's been interesting, but fun to be a fan. Coulter, you have a business, and your business is based in the World Wide Web. Indeed, I do. So I'm on my computer all the time. And if you're not online, you're not making money, and it is important to make sure that you're online and secure. Am I right? Absolutely. Got to be cyber safe this day and age. Well, for you business owners out there, whether you have an online business or a brick-and-mortar business, it's still running through the web. We all know that's a fact. And in today's always-on world, your business demands a simpler approach to network security. At Blackfoot Communications, they deliver state-of-the-art security solutions from the perimeter to the endpoint devices and remote data backup for businesses across the state of Montana. They do. They're keeping everybody cyber-secure and ensuring that businesses run the way that they need to across the state. So ensure your company's network is online all the time. For more information, visit goblackfoot.com slash business. That's goblackfoot.com slash business. And you can click the link right here in the old podcast. We've made it so very easy for you. Go visit and find out how to keep your business or the business of people you know secure online with Blackfoot. When you look at this football game from a football standpoint, not from a fan standpoint. Sure. As the defensive genius and guru yeah. that you are. <laughs> right. Uh, there's, a, there's a lot of people out there saying, uh-uh. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> but, but, look, man, I mean, we've watched a lot of football, you know, but every time I watch a game, 
I see what's happening, but I don't really see what's happening. I think, I mean, even coaches, you got to go watch how many hours of film to get what in the world the team is trying to do and so forth. But when you look at, start with Montana and their voodoo defense or whatever it is, and their sort of very odd 5DB sort of base that they, that they run, what is it that they're doing? And what is the personnel, like when you talk about a Dante Olsen, what does he allow them to do because of how well he can move that maybe other teams that don't have a guy with that sort of speed and athleticism wouldn't be able to do? Yeah, it's 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 not as voodoo as you think. I mean, it was so funny to, to see and, and hear, or I guess I read, uh, when Coach Howe called it this, you know, BS voodoo defense that we run that's <laughs> flat balling. Right? Yeah. I mean, it's playing so well and at such a high level. You know, I think I think the strengths of of both defenses is stopping the run, mm-hmm. and uh, obviously Montana State does a fantastic job of running the ball. So so that matchup and that storyline is extremely intriguing. Um, it'll be interesting to see the quarterback play uh, and, and how those those two or uh, at least one for sure for the Grizz and and who knows how many guys we'll see take snaps. Eleven. Yeah, we could see we could see a whole bunch of dudes for the Bobcats take snaps. But but, but you know Tucker's come along the last couple few weeks. I mean he he's playing well and so I am excited to see how the secondaries play on both defenses and and uh, um, you know the shoot from what I've seen. I mean I really 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 love watching guys like Braden Conkle go play, and I think uh, Tyrell Thomas watching him play, I didn't get to watch uh, the whole game, but watching most of the second half, or at least that last quarter of last game, seeing him back and healthy, um, Robbie Houck, I mean, that, 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 that young man plays the game the way it's supposed to be played, and he's not much bigger than my, my Yeti cup here, <laughs> but, but you can just tell he's a coach's kid that loves to go play, and seeing the development of Josh Sandry and, and, and these guys, uh, you know, Jacques Alanier is a flat ball hawk and loves to go get the football, and, and so both, both secondaries, I think, in their own way, whether it's stopping the run or defending the pass, or, or a lot of pressure on those guys to go play well, because I think both defenses um, have put a lot of eggs in, their, in the basket up front, you know, in, in their D-line and linebackers. When you bring the, uh, the variety of pressure, the amount of pressure that Montana brings defensively, how do you, what's the key to getting away with it's the wrong term? What's the key to executing at the high level? Because, I mean, they ran a very similar scheme that they last year. I think it's a little bit more diverse now, and guys kind of have mastered it a little bit more. But they brought the heat last year, too. Sure. But they gave up big plays a lot. And this year, they've given up some big plays, but they mitigated it a lot. I think part of that is because Robbie Houck's such a good open field tackler. But what else do you have to do when you're running all this bogus blitzes and fire zone blitzes and you're dropping D tackles into coverage. I mean, the, the governor kid's got four picks because of how many zone blitzes that they've run. Right. But how, how do you execute it? I mean, how do you not be exploited? Yeah, and, that, and that's the fun part about it. And that's, that's the chess match that, that's going to be going on for 60 minutes uh, on Saturday because Montana State does uh, plenty of that. They're, they're going to be dropping different guys into coverage. Right. And, 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 and seeing Amandre, I didn't get to work with Amandre, but you know, I saw a couple weeks ago Amandre. It wasn't a great throw, but I think it was uh, Southern Utah kind yep. of th- threw it right to him. But Montana State does a lot of that too, where totally. you know you're, you're mixing and matching coverages and pressures, and, and and a lot of times, and I don't think you know for the for the casual observer, it looks like pressure, but they're still bringing four, you know, and, and dropping a guy into coverage. So. Um, you know, it's funny what you what you're talking about in terms of Montana's defense. Montana State's offense is, you know, it's a it is a merry mix of stuff. And which which guy is taking the ball and and, and who's at quarterback for that play or you know series? And so, uh, 
it's it's going to be it's going to be very entertaining to watch. Like I said, the chess match of of these two teams and how each defense defends the offense and vice versa. I want to I want to ask you just about that specific element because I think that the quarterback position at Montana State's been scrutinized heavily over the last couple of years, and I think justifiably so in a lot of ways. But I think that from a defensive coordinator's perspective, what Montana State does on offense, if nothing less, it's in it's really hard to prepare for. No question, because they do so many things. So I mean, when you're looking at that, I mean, just the diversity and the way that they have been able to stem the tide and get to eight wins even without, you know, I mean, a lot of times in the Big Sky Conference, you have one of the best quarterbacks in the country if you have one of the best quarterbacks in the league. They haven't had that last couple of years, but, they, they, I mean, playoff run last year, eight wins this year. So when you look at the Bobcat offense, I mean, how diverse, how complex, how complicated is it? Well, it, it, it's hard because what they make you do is they make you fit everything accurately uh, every time. And, and, and you can just see, you can see Montana State wear down opposing defenses their, their O-line, is, I think, has really um, taken a step this year. Coach Armstrong has done a fantastic job with that group. Um, and I think the same can be, be said for Coach Germer's group here at Montana and how the offensive line has taken a step and, and why Montana State has run the ball so well you know, with their split zone and their different uh, gap scheme stuff. You can just see them wear out opponents. And, and I definitely know that, that that's Coach Choate's style and wants to wear them down and and you just you have to be perfect. I mean, you can see teams jump out on them. I mean, uh, you know, teams like NAU and, and, and some games that I've seen where it's just like, you know, oh, oh, oh my gosh, it's this game could be over. And next thing you know, they just kind of keep doing what they're doing, stick with the plan, and they just start mauling you. And, and next thing you know, you've got multiple rushers with 100-plus yards. They've got I don't know how many rushers that's had 100-yard that's had games. Six in one, in yeah, one year. I mean, it's Six just, different guys in one game it, this year. It, re- it really is a compliment to the job that they're doing um, – you know, because to get to get that kind of rushing yardage consistently, and not be a tr- a, a, a true triple option team the right. way the way Cal Poly is, but you know there is a lot of there is a lot of triple um, uh, type variables in Montana State's offense. You just have to be perfect or as close to perfect as possible in terms of fitting it all up. Ty Gregorak joining us in studio, talking Cat Grizz number one nineteen through your defensive lens. Put your Montana State hat on and tell me how to deal with Dalton Sneed. And put your Montana hat on and tell me how to deal with Troy Anderson. Well, you know, even even after the crazy finish and and, and it was a it was a great win uh, in Missoula last year, I still walked off the field going, "Wow, that kid can play." I mean, he can really play. I mean, he he's just got. Um, you can just tell he's got that. that You're talking about Sneed. I'm talking now? about Sneed. Well, yeah. well both okay. of them. Okay, yeah. I mean, okay, here. <laughs> I didn't even have to. I didn't have to say a name because they, yeah. they, they both are leaders. They both will will their their team to 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 victories. Um, but 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 way different type yeah. of player. I mean, sure, sure. You know, Dal- Dalton's a quarterback. I mean, it, it's almost a it's a, it's an unfair I think unfair comparison. Um, Troy's going to do his thing. That you know they're going to have packages for him. Um, Shoot, I think what was it, a couple few weeks ago. I saw the Tebow, you know, the goal, goal line. You know, how many different defensive players, or if you want to call them defensive players, <laughs> yeah. foot, football players, come into a, into the game and, and they ran the you know the goal line Tebow pass with Troy and um, you know Troy's such a special special guy. I mean, what do you do? You you got to spy him every time fifteen's coming in. You got to go okay. You know, you're the dude. You are just 100% following 15 around wherever he goes. And even then, maybe it doesn't matter because he just runs you over, runs by you or whatever. Like, how do you... Within the scheme, can you be specific about this kid? It seems like you have to be, right? Yeah, I don't I, I don't think... If 15's in the game, I mean, it's almost the way if, if Travis Johnson's in the game, you, you expect run. 
Yeah. And, and obviously still have to defend the pass. So your secondary's got to be high alert, on high alert and, and have great eyes and know that those guys can still throw the ball. Dalton is just a, he's just, in, in my mind, in terms of quarterback play, from what I've seen, and I know, you know, Sac State's, Sac State's quarterback is a fantastic player. Uh, UC Davis's guy, when healthy, fantastic player. I just think Dalton, if you really look at the entire season, I know he got, I know he got dinged and had to come back and look what happened when he came back. Yeah. He's just a very special player that, in my mind, if you had to just evaluate quarterback play, he'd be, he'd, he'd be the quarterback, the first team quarterback in the conference this year. Um, you know, so it's, it, 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 again, interesting matchup. Um, I, I think Dalton Sneed is playing at a high level. You know, he's got to stay healthy. Um, but at, at this time, at this point in the season, uh, th- that's half the battle right there. Is for just, sure. You know, can, can we keep everybody healthy or can we get some guys back? I mean, I know for, for Montana State, getting Travis Johnson back, Huge. getting Isaiah Afonso back, mm-hmm. getting Willie P., Willie Patterson back yep. back in the offense, uh, getting Dalton Sneed back a week and a half ago or, or, or a game and a half ago. Uh, is huge because because those guys are, are huge parts of the offense. I totally agree with that assessment too. Because when Steed was playing at his best before he got hurt, I mean there was a couple games where you're sitting there thinking like, man, is this guy actually even maybe going the league? I mean he was making some throws where you're like, man, this guy looks like he has even maybe next level talent. It was UC Davis for example, impressive, impressive performance by Dalton Steed. We got to ask you about the other true standout in this game, Dante Olson. You've coached. A ton of great linebackers, both sides of the rivalry, whether you talk about all the great guys you had in Montana. I mean, you coach Caleb McSurdy, to, who to me reminds me of Olsen the most, but I think Olsen runs a lot better than McSurdy. McSurdy's probably a lot bigger than Olsen. Mm. But it's Dante, not, Dante's a big man. He's big. I mean, he's, he's 6'3", 240 for sure. But, I mean, what's your evaluation of this kid? Because what they're doing with him on defense is completely unique. I mean, he's playing gap to gap to gap to gap. Yeah. He... he See ball, hit ball, get ball carrier. I mean, he's he's a maniac. He's one of the best players I've ever seen. What's your evaluation? It's 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 really been fun for me. And again, I'm I'm just a I'm just a spine guy now. I'm just a fan. <laughs> I, I just I just get to watch ball. It's been really fun and, and almost kind of like I told you so because Dante came from a small school in, <clears throat> in Medford, Oregon, and and not that he not that he went unnoticed, but it's like you, you know you're almost you're almost like coach. This kid's going to be special. He is special already, uh, just as a person in terms of a student and character. He, he's a very special young man, and then to go uh, to to watch the type of career that he's had, um, it, it's been it's been pretty fun. I, I remember I remember that home visit. He's got a wonderful family. Um, Caleb, Caleb, you keep bringing up McSurdy. One of my, one of my favorite players. Well, Caleb also. ended up having a fantastic senior year, and I think he was the defensive player of the year that, was. that year. Dante, I think Dante can do more. All right, I'm not gonna, I'm not going to take anything away from Caleb because he 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 was a dude. I mean, he's just one of those guys that tackle to tackle, and 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 that's where I'm going to say that right now. Tackle to tackle, that boy was special. Sideline to sideline, Dante's special. All right, if that makes sense. Oh, yeah. I mean, he, he, I, I, sure. I think Caleb Caleb was a little bit limited in, in, in space, and again, I, I don't. I'm not going to take anything away from Caleb McSurdy. I love that kid, but just watching Dante's evolution and, and what he's. There was a play, and I was watching it on route. There was a play uh, a couple weeks ago, and, and a receiver was coming to block him. And I think Taylor Taylor talked about it. A lot of linebackers would either try to go through the guy or underneath the guy, and not be able to make the play. He, he's, he, you know, just out of the corner of the eye, he's flowing with the play. 
he goes over the top and makes a great side. I mean, he probably ran 30 yards to make the play, and it was he's just... behind the running back when yeah. the running back caught the ball with right. the blocker in know, front of him to stop play. I know exactly. It's crazy. I, I was just about to right. describe yes. this exact play to ask your evaluation of it. He did. He, he, he chased down one of the fastest players on Idaho from behind. Yeah, and, and I'm not saying that over time that that's not something you coach because a lot of young guys will make that mistake but it's just watching his football intelligence grow and, and then already this big strong running dude that, that's an exceptional young man it's just the evolution of, of Dante I I uh, I told I told Candace the other day just just watching him he, he, he might just end up getting himself drafted for sure yeah so. he's, he's impressive well it's going to be an absolute blast noon Saturday not that I need to remind any of you out there Bozeman Montana ground zero this year for uh, Cat Grizz Ty blast having you in here man we really appreciate you coming back it's fun to fun to talk about this and chop it up with you well I had I, I was coming this way I, I had some work to do in the area and, and uh, don't tell us that tell us you were going the other I, direction I, I, you turned all the way around to come here for I, us I absolutely was no, yeah. it's, 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 it's fun It's fun, and I appreciate you guys having me it's fun to just talk football and talk to you guys and talk about a couple of wonderful programs in one of the best rivalries in all of college football and, and and like I said, these two teams have set themselves up for one heck of a show on Saturday. It always means something, but man, I mean, both both teams are fighting for a week off, the week after. They, they, Thanksgiving's a lot of fun, but with, knowing that you're getting your body right a little bit, and I mean, you, you look at just the history since they expanded the field. Teams that teams that get that get that week off uh, generally come out, you know, freshened up. And I'm not saying it's 100 percent because I was a part of part of one of those. Uh, uh, you know, when we lost to Coastal Coast Carolina, we had a seed and, and 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 screwed it up. Our first half that was it was an embarrassing first half. We came back in the second half and and made it quite a game. But uh, you know that I know both coaches at some point this year, since since the brawl or, or you know even since Montana State season end, it was talking about uh, you know winning winning at a high level so that if and when we make the playoffs, we can get a little bit of reprieve that first week and then go make a run because it is a whole new season. It's a whole new season uh, after that, and home field advantage. Those are all huge things in the playoffs. For sure. Well, it's uh, it's fun to get to it, but not too fast. We have five days left. Then we can start talking about it. But, Ty, appreciate you being here, my man, as always, and uh, we'll catch up with you again soon, all right? Thank you, fellas. Appreciate Ty, it. Ty Gregoraff, boys and girls. Appreciate his perspective on all this stuff. A lot of fun to talk to. We'll take a break. Hey, all the while, it's not the only game going on in the Big Sky Conference this weekend. There's some other notable ones. Did you know there's a chance, it's possible, five teams could tie for a Big Sky Conference championship when it's all said and done Saturday? We'll go through some of the scenarios around the Big Sky next. You know, guests, the Wingate by Wyndham is the Missoula Hotel that truly offers something for everybody. No doubt. It's conveniently located near the airport, easy for when your friends come to visit you. And you know, of course, my favorite, water slides. That's right. they got an awesome water park with a sweet water slide that's perfect for families, groups, and birthday parties. With the Wingate, they also have a terrific business travel rate, large meeting spaces for you and your clients, and one of the best rewards programs you'll find anywhere. Talk to me about breakfast. They're not messing around with the Continental. They got the full breakfast spread, man. That's what I'm talking about. I need that. They got you covered there as well. Just down the road from the Missoula Airport, the location is quiet and convenient. The parking is ample and free, and the staff genuinely cares about taking care of their guests. The Wingate is at 5252 Airway Boulevard. You can also call. Very simple, easily memorizable number, 541-8000. That's 541-8000. The best hotel at the best spot for a hotel near the airport. Let the Wingate by Wyndham in Missoula make you feel at home, even when you're not. 
They just want to stay because this is just so dang That's right. fun. That's right. It, it is it is pretty fun. Shout out to the Montana men's basketball staff because I know that they have all been clamoring for their own little NBA segment. Boys, when March Madness is over, we're going to make that happen. If Jay or Zach or Chris are listening, we'll let you talk about the Kings and the Blazers and the Warriors all you want. It's going to be great. Just and then after it. that, we can talk about the NBA playoffs. <laughs> uh, hey, here we go. Uh, by the way, broadcasting live from the Kurtz Polaris Studios. Kurtz Polaris at 2904 West Broadway in Missoula, Saturday, December 7th. Kurtz 7th Annual Snow Day, 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. One day only. Get everything you need off the whole Christmas list and save a ton of money doing it. One day only. The best sale of the year at Kurtz Polaris. If you want to listen live, 1029ESPN.com. Listen live on the Listen Live tab. It's called a stream. It's available thanks to Opportunity Bank, your local bank, your opportunity. It's time to go around the big sky. And we started, we teased what was happening in this segment. And, uh, and, and, Ty, you sit here, you go, this is going to be crazy. The, what's what's about to happen this weekend in the Big Sky Conference and the different scenarios and how you not just adjudicate this year, but also going forward, is there a way to deal with this? Look, the unbalanced schedule in the Big Sky Conference, for those of you who maybe haven't keyed all the way into this, there's 13 teams in the Big Sky Conference and basically nine games, maybe eight conference games a year, okay? Which means you play eight, effectively eight other teams out of 12, yourself being one, so 12 other teams, which means fully a third of the Big Sky Conference does not play each other every single season, which leads to scenarios like the one we have in which Montana is 6-1, and one, Sacramento State is 6-1, and one, Weber State is 6-1, and one, and all the losses came against each other. So it's a round robin where there's no clear winner in that trio. And then Montana State is 5-2, and two, and don't look now, soft Hello, soft schedule. Eastern Washington is 5-2. and two. And now, in the event that, which could happen, Montana, Weber State, Sacramento State all lose. Montana State, in that event, of course, would be winner. And uh, uh, Eastern Washington comes away with a winner. Everybody finishes the season 6-2. and two. You have a five-way tie for the Big Sky title. I mean, come on, what are we doing here? This is crazy, right? When you were coaching... And you were looking around at this, and it, it has evolved a little bit over the years. Did You have to play the schedule that you got, but what was the level of consternation about the scenario in the Big Sky from a scheduling standpoint, Ty? Well, <clears throat> and I can say, I can talk pretty freely. Yes, I, I'm yes not you in, can. I'm not in the league. I don't like it. I really don't I like don't it. I don't think anybody does. I, I mean, haven't known anybody that said, I love this, except for maybe Cal Poly, who went 7-1 their first year in the league because they didn't have to play the Cats, the Grizz, Eastern, or any of <laughs> Right. I, I, I don't like that... You know, they came up with these regional rivalries, and yet teams in Montana don't play a school that's directly south in the state of Utah, or teams in Montana don't play a team like Idaho or Eastern that is literally a five to seven hour drive, depending on, on, on where, you, where you're at. It's, it's not right, okay? And, and, and then what, you got, what we were talking about at break, I hate... FBS schools playing down. Mm. I hate FCS schools playing down. In my mind, all right, you either, and, and there's a lot of ways you can spin it. There's 13 football playing teams in the big sky. You either say, okay, no, one, no one's playing up anymore, and no one's playing down, and everybody plays each other, which I know would make some people happy, uh, especially at the schools, because budgets always come into play. Uh, in terms of where you know regionally travel, and travel is expensive for a football team. You're talking about 100 plus people on any given travel party. So, so you either play everybody in the Big Sky, and 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 that's your 12 game schedule, or you potentially 
add a team, a team that's looking to make the move up, or, or I mean, it's too bad that North Dakota, I get why North Dakota went to, left, because I think they're more, you know, naturally a Missouri Valley fit over there. But you add a team, and then you have a, 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 a seven-team division, where if you win your division, you're automatically in. That's the automatic bid, so to speak. And then that next two or three team, that now they're fighting in terms of, well, here's our record, here's our strength of schedule, and all the other things that go into the, the playoffs. It's an interesting, I know what we're saying mathematically, and I think that, I mean, I, I think one of us would probably have a better chance to go buy a lottery ticket in terms of that scenario happening. It's, it's possible. Weber State losing to Idaho State seems less than plausible. Yes. Right. That's just one of the scenarios which would need to happen. And, and we probably don't need to go much further. Yeah. I don't even know where the game is at. but one, It's in Weber. Yeah. I mean, what, they're, they're, Weber's still Weber. I know what happened in Missoula. On Saturday, but we were still a very, very good football team. And Idaho State's had so many injuries, and they've just fallen from the pack. I mean, they, they've really struggled the last three weeks too. They, 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 they have had a lot of injuries. I, I, I did get to do one of their games. I, I did uh, the Idaho game mm-hmm. against Idaho State, and and they just you could just tell you could tell um, they lost a lot when they lost that quarterback last year. He was a very good football player. He's helping out with the team, uh, uh, helping helping on the offensive side, and, and, and that group with Coach Fantasy and and Coach Ferreter. Um But yeah, just defensively, they've lost some dudes and. Anyway, it'll be a very, very interesting scenario. I think it's a highly un, uh, unplausible scenario. I really do. I just I don't see it happening. But yeah, if it did, I mean, what? <laughs> but it seems very likely, right? By the way, Ty Gregorak in studio with us. That that there's. I mean, it's very likely that certainly two, if not three, or even four teams are tied for the conference championship by way of record. When it is, I mean, oh, it, right, it, it's it's right. almost almost certain. That there isn't just going to be one one-loss team when it's oh, all no, said no, and that's, done that's on certain. Saturday. There's, that's certain. There is no possible scenario where there could be an outright champion. Okay. None. So so There will be a co-champion any way you splice it. That's the Big Sky way, though. I mean, right? But totally. We, 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 well, it's like it's like when you guys were the, the, the prime of it with Coach Houck. I remember if you, did, if you guys didn't win the league outright, he wouldn't order the rings. Do you remember that? <laughs> yeah, I do. I do because I've, I've had, I've had lots of. Uh, I keep them in my garage now, and kind of my own little. That, that's that's where my little uh, shrine of football stuff is. <laughs> is in my garage. Okay, that, that that's 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 how my uh, career and coaching career is. It's in the garage. Um, but yeah, I, I've I've got a healthy chunk of jewelry, and and I, I I was a part of conference championship teams, and we do not have rings from those years because. And I get, I get, I get the philosophy by what Coach Hawk was saying and thinking. Um, you know, some some program, some program, some programs could 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 split it three or four ways, and they they'll be sprinting to Justin's, uh, yeah. you know, to get that ring. You <laughs> right. know? So so um, I, I I don't know. Again, I just I don't love the the way it's set up. I don't love the fact that that Montana State didn't, didn't in my mind get to play not the rival. But but rival schools like Weber and Eastern and Montana, vice versa. With and certain- Idaho, I mean, yeah. right? Idaho and Montana, Montana State play every year. Eastern, Montana, Montana State play every year. Weber, Montana, Montana State play every year. Every year. That I think that that's the biggest. plus one divided by two. That's what I think. Uh, I uh, well, I know we got to get out, so I I have one last scenario because I've heard. I mean, Mike Kramer was the first one that dropped the everybody play everybody. Let's stop playing up. He, I, he said that to me at the Big Sky Kickoff several years ago. I think it's a compelling idea, and uh, you presented the same thing. Maybe divisions. You've talked about that, but the scenario that it's so hard into this day and age because nobody wants to kick anybody out of anything, and everybody wants to every, let everybody participate in everything. And I think there's a lot of administrative things that go into it. And you want to kick me off of this show three times a day. <laughs> but in my mind, 
the FCS football in the West was at its best when schools like Cal Poly were actually playing independent. And they, Cal Poly made the playoffs as many times as an independent as they have in the Big Sky. The conference affiliation has really done nothing for them besides just give them eight guaranteed games. You think there should be nine teams in the Big Sky? I think that there could be nine, or, nine or ten, yeah. yeah. I think that you could get rid of some teams. I mean, I think UC Davis and Cal Poly both have such different academic Restrictions or, or whatever academic standards that everybody else in the Big Sky that it's not an even, it's a different playing field. But UC Davis hasn't taken a transfer from out of state one single time since they joined the Big Sky. They like, are in California, well, no doubt. But like UC Davis, out of state tuition is fifty plus thousand dollars. They don't yeah. even recruit out of state because they're not trying to use up that much of their scholarship money. Right. Cal Poly, like Tim Walsh said, there's guys that we can't even go shake hands with that can go to almost every other school in the conference. Portland State, who knows what's going to happen with football at Portland State? But they're in a huge city. They're more uh, entrenched in the Big Sky just because they've been in the Big Sky since 1996, For sure. not since 2012. But I just wonder if there's a way to cut some of the fat. I mean, to me, the Big Sky was at its best when it was the eight schools. Northern Colorado joined to make it nine schools, and that was still okay because you had the eight-game round-robin schedule. But when it was just eight schools, when you when you first got yeah. to Montana, yeah. it, it was the traditional schools minus Idaho. I think you could have those eight schools oh, minus plus. Idaho, minus Boise State, minus Nevada. Right, and, right. You know, people. I mean, that's when Montana truly became Montana football. Totally. Was when those schools left. I mean, it, it, that's that's a fact, right? I mean, Montana really emerged as as a as a dominant and, and predominant program when those schools left. Right, right, absolutely. It's one of the main factors. I, I just wonder. I mean, if you could just get back to Idaho, Idaho State, Idaho, Idaho State, Weber State, Montana, Montana State, Eastern Washington, Northern Arizona. I mean, that to me is is the is a much better version of the Big Sky Conference. It's two tell Nuanas, one or two nine ESPN Radio. Tight Gregory, sticking around with us. It's been awesome to do that. We appreciate that. You're welcome to ride it out. It's up to you. You do whatever you want. We'll take one more break. We'll come back. We'll wrap the thing up. Our buddy Joe brought us the updated mileage from all the state travels of all the high school teams in the postseason. Handwritten, pencil, notebook, paper. We'll get into some of that. And, uh, yeah, how about Mexico City last night? Hey, Philip Rivers. Okay. We'll get to all of it right after this. Coulter, you have a business, and your business is based in the World Wide Web. Indeed I do, so I'm on my computer all the time. And if you're not online, you're not making money, and it is important to make sure that you're online and secure. Am I right? Absolutely. Got to be cyber safe this day and age. Well, for you business owners out there, whether you have an online business or a brick-and-mortar business, it's still running through the web. We all know that's a fact. And in today's always-on world, your business demands a simpler approach to network security. At Blackfoot Communications, they deliver state-of-the-art security solutions from the perimeter to the endpoint devices and remote data backup for businesses across the state of Montana. They do. They're keeping everybody cyber-secure and ensuring that businesses run the way that they need to across the state. So ensure your company's network is online all the time. For more information, visit goblackfoot.com slash business. That's goblackfoot.com slash business. And you can click the link right here in the old podcast. We've made it so very easy for you. Go visit and find out how to keep your business or the business of people you know secure online with Blackfoot. Is playing for Colorado is like the Marines where you don't say former Buffalo, or do you say that once a Buffalo, always a Buffalo? Absolutely. Okay. Current Buffalo. <laughs> Ty Gregorak. It's uh, a 2 tell one is 1029 ESPN Radio, broadcasting live from the Kurtz Polaris Studios, December 7th, 2904 West Broadway. 
Kurtz's seventh annual snow day, one day only at Kurtz Polaris. Get their best sale of the entire year. Phone number 329-1899. All guests join us via the Rankage Brothers RV phone line. And if you missed anything in the show today, check it out on the podcast. The Two Telling the New Honest podcast brought to us, uh, well, wherever you get your podcast by the uh, Wingate by Wyndham Hotel. And also the FCS Speculators podcast going to be out tomorrow. Uh, so we're uh, working hard to get the last one of the regular season out, and we will be dialing into all the playoffs as well uh, as we go with the FCS Speculators podcast. Okay, guys, what do you want to do? Mileage in high school? Let's talk about actually what we were talking about in the break. We'll bring people into this conversation. Our buddy Joe brought over. Uh, the mileage, by the way, for all of the football travel that took place in the state uh, this season. We'll go through this in more detail, but I will tell you the grand total round trip, 43,926 miles. I mean, it takes me 24 <laughs> full driving hours to go 1,500 miles from here to Racine, Wisconsin, to visit my mother's side of the family there. 43,000. I think that's the moon, right? I think you're at the moon at that point. Uh, unbelievable. We appreciate Joe compiling this handwritten uh, pencil and paper. But, Ty, we were talking in the break about, you know, all the different places that you go for the state championships. But for volleyball, for instance, who just had their state championship in Brick Breeden. They have it every year, all classifications there. Now, volleyball's a little different because it's a smaller footprint. You can put everybody in playing concurrently. But there's been this discussion about wherever the Cat Grizz game is, the other stadium, which is vacant on that Saturday or perhaps that Friday Saturday, should be the host site for one, if not maybe multiple state championship games. You think that's maybe a pretty cool idea? I, I do think it's a cool idea. It should definitely be played on the Friday, just just the way it is. So a lot of those young men and and, and parents and, and fans of, of the two colleges can still go on Saturday. Mm-hmm. I do think it'd be a pretty cool thing. Now, I, I can't wait for you know for my first high school state championship in, in the state. I can't wait to go to Naranchi. Yeah. Naranchi is a great stadium. I mean, totally. It's, it's going to be awesome. It's an imbued. all-timer. Yeah. I, I'm excited to experience it. I'm excited for my son to go to go experience it. And, he, you know, he's, he's just a little boy, but he'll be running around with Colts kids, and it's going to be awesome. I do think it would be really neat, though, for those young men. I think you could get a lot of fans from around the state to come fill up Washington Grizz or, or Bobcat Stadium the night before and then make the trek the next morning if they wanted to go watch the football game. I do think you could have a couple classifications. You, you know, you start early in the day on that Friday. I mean, you know, like they we, do double headers right in Missoula totally. County Stadium right now right. on a regular Friday night when both, you know, Hellgate and Sentinel or Big Sky and whoever is in, this, in there at the same time. And, and so, you know, like you were saying, I mean, I, I know people. Um, you know, my mother-in-law comes to mind. She she retired from Rocky last year. She came over last weekend and, and sat near sat through almost every game just because she lo- well she loves volleyball obviously. But you know, there's just a vibe. It's a cool vibe in the brick to watch all classifications. You're watching a high level of volleyball. You know, the, every court is packed with with you know from from Huntley all the way to Helena Capital and and everywhere in between. It's just it's it's a cool vibe. And and like you're saying, you know, it's a, a smaller footprint, so to speak, but I do think there is at least a conversation or argument for it. Yeah, for sure. I think that the other point would be just the quality of the officials, because we've talked to the people from the Montana Officials Association, Missoula officiating pool. There's been such a shortage of officials, but there's also these crews. Like, there's a crew in Missoula. Every single one of the guys is a master's. They are some of the best officials in the state. If Missoula Sentinel would have won last week, those guys would not have been able to go officiate the game because Missoula didn't. 
I highly, I highly, uh, I think it's highly likely that they will be doing the game in Butte, or at least some of them will. And that just adds to the game. I mean, it really right. does, especially at the high school level. When you it's have, just like you don't have an ace, an SEC school for a bowl game that has an ACC team versus a back 12 or whatever. Totally. That's the way it goes. But in Montana, I mean, there's such this disparity between officials because you have all, all, all sorts of kids that are just starting out. There's not really a middle ground because there's so many guys like kind of around our age that have families and, you know, they're just so busy and you don't have the time to do it. So it's either what, kind what of... What is our age? I mean, <laughs> mid, mid 30s to 40. You just turned 40, so you entered, you entered a new I'm 41 age. now. You actually entered a new age demographic recently. You two are actually more than Sorry to interrupt you. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm really, like, I'm really like 75. Well, I'm either 75 or 11. I you mean, know, it's hard. It depends the on the part, day. I think that's the best part about you. <laughs> Jumping in puddles. Uh, sorry, sorry to digress. I, I, I just think that the, the officiating would be improved as well. But here nor there, regardless of where the future of the state championships are, Naranchi is going to be, I can't wait for you to see it because the last state championship there that I went to in 2012, I mean, it was one of the coolest moments of my life. I mean, it was one of the great games I've ever seen. And in Butte, the mystique of Butte packed in that little bowl with 8,000 people. I mean, it's just wild. I was there for the semifinal. And I, I don't know if it was that year where, was it Dennehy made, mm-hmm. the, made the kick? Yep. What, was that the same that, year? No, that was, was the, the championship. That was the championship uh, God, game. Uh, God, I didn't think that. Okay. When they beat Bozeman, they beat Will Disley and Grant Collins' Bozeman High team when those guys were juniors, and Dennehy made the kick at the buzzer. Okay, so I think I went the week before. Okay. I, I, was, I, was, I was the week before. And, but yeah, it's, I mean, Butte's such a cool town. Oh, it's, it's the it's, it, I mean, it's Montana. Mon, you know, it's, 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 it's going to be awesome. I'm, I'm fired up that I get to go. Well, Ty, we're fired up that you were here and stayed. Uh, we will get you whatever the check is that you need uh, for the payment for, for, for your time. But you we really just, you appreciate you being here. You can't here. call in too many doctors at this hour. It's got to be here. That's right. 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 Tomorrow, I'll get up early tomorrow morning and see if I can uh, go, go uh, make a go couple of for Stryker. Well, we certainly appreciate you being here with us. It's been a lot of fun uh, uh, breaking all this stuff down with you, boys and girls. Hope you enjoyed your Tuesday. We'll be back with you tomorrow. Do a little wing it Wednesday. More Cat Grizz stuff. Could have some great guests coming up later this week as well, so stick around for that. Until then, good night, boys and girls. Have a wonderful day. Whether you're traveling to Missoula for business, a family visit, or to watch the Grizz game, the Wingate wants to be your home away from home. Call the Wingate to find out how we can take care of your next trip to Missoula. From conference rooms to great complimentary breakfast to an indoor water park, we have what you need and what you want when traveling. The Wingate of Missoula is a proud supporter of Grizzly and Lady Grizz Athletics, and we look forward to making you feel at home when you're not. Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia? When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org.